lot, a lot to get to in the NFL. Shane Steichen now taking that job with the Colts, where it came down to the Colts and Cardinals as the two jobs, Trista, nobody wanted. But I actually like the hire for the Colts. When it comes to Shane Steichen and what he was able to do with the short amount of time that he was actually the coordinator and actually out there with Jalen Hurts, I mean, you, you look at the turnaround in terms of the growth of Jalen Hurts. He was fourth in, I saw ESPN had this, he was fourth in QBR at 66 under Steichen, uh, which was 12 points higher than his previous season. But the problem is, good coordinators tend to leave early, and this is what the Eagles have to deal with now. They lose their offensive coordinator to a head coaching job that got their quarterback to not only a Pro Bowl level, but a Super Bowl caliber, MVP caliber level in Jalen Hurts and now they have to jump back in again and figure out whether it's a promotion from within it's somebody from elsewhere while the Colts now who have gone through a different quarterback every single year yeah. I, I guess Jim Irsay is like well the last time I hired a coach from the Eagles didn't work out and Frank Reich so let me go ahead and try again yeah you know I am actually very happy for both organizations I'm I'm a little sus that the uh, Arizona Cardinals are, are hiring or have hired a defensive minded mm -hmm. head coach Sometimes when you have a quarterback who's not exactly traditional, a little undersized, maybe you want to make sure to get somebody who's a you know, offensive savant. But at the same point in time, maybe he just hires an incredible offensive coordinator, lets them call the plays, and gets out of the way. And maybe they, Kyler Murray and this new OC, can get along and he can handle the defense. Arizona could have won a lot more games based on their defense alone. Mm -hmm. Buda Baker is very good. Uh, he sort of anchors everything that they want to do. And honestly, it's just, it feels like the problem was a cultural thing. And Jonathan Gannon, I think, culturally should bring some stability. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury was bringing in all kinds of jokers oh, yeah. that were getting fired when they're going to Mexican, Mexico City for like feeling up randoms at the bar. They get fired in the middle of the season. There was just so much tumultuous stuff going on. You have the it, the GM leaving. I mean, is just, Kingsbury still in, in Thailand right now? Do we know? Has Thailand would, gotten him? I would like to know where Cliff Kingsbury Thailand is. Thailand has him now. Where he is. Where That'd be a great reality he? show. Just follow Cliff Kingsbury around after he got his one-way trip to Thailand. I love that the first thing when you Google Cliff Kingsbury, where is he? The first thing you can read, and it's before even an article. It's just Google that comes up. Yeah. Former Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury flees to Thailand, <laughs> avoiding other NFL job opportunities. They broke him. He was never good, but they broke right. him to the point where he no longer wants to work anymore. And why would you? These Neither one of these were jobs that anybody wanted. You've got crazy owners on both sides of things. You've got a quarterback in Kyler Murray that nobody wants to coach. That's also coming off of a torn ACL, so you won't have him for half of the season. He's got big money, and you've got a roster that's – Aging, Yeah, Buda Baker is great, but the offense now, I mean, you're going to have to probably revamp this whole thing. Now, I will say this. When you talk about Jonathan Gannon, you at least get to come in, and there is the potential for a massive amount of free agents on this Cardinals roster. Yeah. Where you get a blank, blank slate. Up to 31 potential unrestricted free agents for the Cardinals. So you may be stuck with Kyler Murray, but if right. you can go out, draft well, and also be able to fill in some of those spots, it's not going to happen anytime soon. It's going to take a rebuild, but there is an opportunity there to start from scratch. It's, you know, at the same time, where if you're talking about Steichen going to Philadelphia, what works for him, or leaving Philadelphia and going to the Colts, what works for him, you get to pick the quarterback. Yeah. You, it, so you get... Some semblance of control in both jobs. You're not going into a situation where, I mean, Sean Payton pretty much did this. He went to Denver and was like, this is your roster. Have fun. Make it work. 
So there, there's something to be said for coaches that can go in, work with a general manager. This is what I'm looking for. This is what we're trying to build. But I'm with you on the defensive-minded versus offensive-minded head coach. If you've got a franchise quarterback and a young quarterback with, look, the talent that Kyler Murray does have, but the immaturity and the, the lack of leadership and all of the things that we hear coming out of that organization, you need somebody that knows how to work with a quarterback yeah. that's not going to sit there and say, fine, you call the plays. You want to see how hard it is? 100%. So that's going to have to be what Gannon does. It's going to it's going to have to be about a good offensive coordinator, and it's making sure that Kyler Murray is put in the right place to succeed because he ain't going anywhere. You can't get out of that contract. Yeah, and here's the thing, too. I, have, uh, I don't have a lot of experience with Kyler Murray, but I have a little. And from what I've gathered from, I want to say, maybe four conversations with him, five conversations, from college through the NFL is that Kyler Murray seems like the kind of guy that if you come at him in sort of a an authoritative way in this domineering way in a way that's not collaborative or you know nice and political yep. he pushes way back the first time this happened that I can recall was right before the Orange Bowl and people were asking Kyler are you done? Are you done playing football? Are you going to go to the? Are you going to play baseball? Are you going to go to the NFL draft? And they were just pressuring him and just like coming after him. And you could see the irritation level mm -hmm. increase to the point where he was short with them, very snappy, uh, pushed back in a way that was not good for anyone. Right. And then uh, I asked him, "Hey, have you ever thought about the fact that this is maybe the last time you'll ever be in pads?" And, and try to circumvent the aggression. And he came and gave a very thoughtful answer that sort of talked a little bit about what we wanted to get out of him. Same thing in the pre-draft process as well. And so I think whoever is his point of contact needs to know mm -hmm. that how to get him to respond because I think he can be very amenable if you approach him the right way. And that's what good coaches do. Yep. Good coaches are able to get out there and they can figure out how to coach each individual player. Greg Popovich has talked about this a lot, where it's, it's not just about the X's and O's, but it's about the mental side of it. It's about understanding personalities and how these personalities respond to criticism. If it's in your face, I'm going to scream at you because yeah. that's going to motivate you, or is it a much more calm way? You can't approach every single person the same way. No. And that's not just for coaches. That's anybody that's in a human. management position, anybody in charge of anybody. You've got to be able to understand that different people respond to different types of conversations and different tones. And if you can figure that out, you can get a lot more out of Kyler Murray. And it's look, it's also the same thing where great head coaches also understand how they can evolve you know, their offenses in terms of what type of skill set they have at quarterback, right? I mean, if you go back and you look at somebody like uh, Steichen, now going with the Colts, He's going to be able to pick his quarterback to a point. They may even trade up. But you go, he's like, he's more intense, right? He's more like Nick Sirianni. Frank Reich was a little bit more calm demeanor. Yes. So you're getting the opposite when it comes to that personality in Philadelphia. But, I mean, you you look at some of the, uh, like, Steichen worked back with the Chargers before Philadelphia, right? Yes. So he's worked with Phillip Rivers, Justin Herbert, and now Jalen Hurts. Yes. Those are three quarterbacks that have had success under him that are very, very different quarterbacks. So what Philadelphia has done is not only get somebody that's the polar opposite, for the most part, in terms of personality, it's going to be a little bit different than Frank Reich, a little more intensity, but also somebody that understands how to evolve an offense around a Thousand quarterback percent. and make sure that they're successful. So I like the Steichen hire a lot more, but there's still an opportunity there, obviously, for some success with the Cardinals if you can get Kyler Murray to listen and to actually grow, not only just go to that next level, but take on more of a leadership role. You have, you're sorry, you have to be a leader as a quarterback.
Yeah, and I think if you look at the NFC West, uh, I think it's wide open, dude. Oh, I yeah. It's so yeah. open. The Rams are dead. Seattle, who knows, right? This this division. Let's be honest, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Yeah, getting the Forty Nineers to the Super Bowl next year, nice I, and healthy. I think we're seeing the Brock Purdy's uh, injury status is going to be the main indicator yes. for how they do, right? You have Brock Purdy for the year. I take Niners to win whatever the win total is over. You do not have Brock Purdy. You're rolling with Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. I am taking. Whoever has the most stable situation, maybe it's Seattle, maybe it's Arizona, right? So, to me, the Arizona the Arizona hiring of Jonathan Gannon is very intriguing, while the Colts hiring makes me feel like, okay, this is a situation where you kind of get to pick all of the infrastructure around you, the quarterback, mm-hmm. personnel stuff. Jonathan Taylor's, you know, top back in the league if you can find a way to make sure that the offensive line gets some push which was basically the issue last year mm-hmm. on top of all the other things. But honestly, both have bad owners. Like yep. They don't have great ownership, and that's something that they're going to need to work around. I mean, that's that's always the problem, right? And, and or, An organization is always held hostage by bad ownership, and that trickles down, and it just kind of lingers for a long, long time. And Jim Irsay was real chesty when it came to Jeff Saturday. It's very clear that Chris Ballard, the GM for the Colts, was actually the one in charge of this hiring process. Because right. if, if Jim Irsay could have really had his way, and technically he could, he's the owner, it would have been Jeff Saturday, just so we can still try to prove to people it was the right choice. Yeah. Dude was 1-7 as a head coach, and he's still sitting there having him in the conversation as somebody that could be the permanent head coach for that team. There was there were, like, petitions out. People were ready to just, like, go for pitchforks. Yes. yes. They're a team headquarters if they had hired Jeff Saturday. Yes. By the way... Smart football guy, great on TV. That doesn't mean that it'll translate to being a head coach, especially just coming right off of the set onto the sidelines. Ursay tells me every the, that decision told me everything that I needed to know about Jeff Ursay or uh, Jim Ursay. Jim Ursay. Yeah. I'm tripping. That's all right. Uh, too many J's. Yeah, I know. Jeff. <laughs> too many J's. Too many J's. <laughs> I mean, so it told me everything that I needed to know. This guy is yeah very into what my mom would call nepotiz. <laughs> Nepotism. I'm in a very silly mood today. You are. This is good. So we're going to just wind you up, and we'll see yeah. where we go. We'll see what the process goes for the show. So, uh, yeah, a lot, of course, to get to in the next three hours. Christian Clark going to join us in a little bit, get us into the Pelicans. Uh, no Zion Williamson. We've got more coaching moves and odds to where Derek Carr could go. I mean, the NFL offseason, Trista, I'm telling you, this, this is going to be like the NBA offseason, and I'll take it. Yeah. I'm all for it. I mean, it may not be what we had last year, but there is definitely going to be a significant amount of movement that can adjust uh, the team's out, you know team's outlooks for next year, what the win totals will be just by a quarterback alone. I mean, if Lamar Jackson were to go to the Falcons, I mean that team's their win totals nine Stacked. and a half, ten and Stacked. a half. I mean it changes completely from what we're seeing right now with them. So there's a lot that will certainly dictate what the expectations are moving forward.